This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. It is Friday. Good morning. Is it just me or does it feel like it's been a really long week? It's been a long 2020 at this point. Well, yeah. But short at the same time. Yeah, because when you look at the calendar, you're like, holy crap, it is already June. Mm-hmm. What happened to April and May? August is probably going to be jam-packed, though, if things continue down the road that they look like they're going to, because it looks like we're going to get all of our sports back coming up in August. Yeah. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, probably not, because they can't agree on anything. <laughs> but they're going to try to cram in both NHL and NBA, and it looks like the NFL is going to try to continue on as well. Good morning, everybody. Buzzley off today. He's off to uh, Oklahoma. Right? Isn't that what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's that, not just going to sit at home, right? That dude like, hit the road yesterday, I think. Yeah, he goes, hey, do you think I can ask Kevin if I can borrow that thermometer we have here at work? I'm like, go buy one. It's not expensive. Yeah, I just don't want to. Okay, What's wrong with him? I don't think <laughs> no, he right? wants. I just don't think he wanted to buy one. He's like, well, there's one here. I'm like, it, yeah, that's for work, though. Why does he feel entitled to the things that the company needs? <laughs> like, that's my question. Who made him feel comfortable to be entitled to the things the company has? Schmadge French Row. <laughs> yeah. Throw that out there. She wonder why. Mm. Continue to cater to him. Anyway, so yeah, so Buzz is <laughs> off today. He's going to be off most of next week. I believe he'll be back for Friday's show oh, coming okay. up next week. And then oh, we're okay. going to start easing into, I believe... I don't think we're going to do the full bore having comedians back in the studio, right? But they're I, they're like they're they're coming to town because we know Steve Trevino is right. Well, yeah, I but think that's not for a couple of weeks. I, I think that's I, yeah. I think that's when our office is opening, so I think Steve might be coming in. Or I mean, I I asked him if he wanted to, and he said absolutely. So would we're just going to quarantine everyone in Buzz's studio? Like, if you want to be in here, that's great. You have yeah, to just hang don't out with touch him. Go in the, yeah, go in there. You have to hang out with Buzz. That's the problem. So, Buzz will be back next Friday. A lot of different things to talk about today. Coronavirus, by the way, still a thing. I don't what? know if you guys knew this or not, but coronavirus is still happening. Are you sure? Um, I think we're starting to see a lot of the, uh, a bit of a spike in cases left over from Memorial Day weekend. And I would imagine, see, and that's the interesting thing is that I saw... People posting on social media, of course, the, the, the um, I don't know if I want to call them anti-coronavirus people, but the, um, open the, o- open the economy people, I guess, mm-hmm. who are like, we need to open, we need to be at work, we need to, you know, cram our bars with people again. They're talking about how they show, they post a headline that says, you know, coronavirus spike in the past 24 hours. And like, but the protests were just happening this weekend. I thought the incubation period was two weeks. It's like, no, no, no. We got to wait two weeks for that. This is from Memorial Day. And, and I don't think that they quite understand that. But see, but that's where I'm confused about all of this, because I want to know the the ones that are coming back positive right now. When were they tested? Because that's the thing is I now know two different people who still have no results back and they're on day 24. Technically, one, I guess, is now today on 25. Yeah, it defeats the point. It defeats the point, but it's also like, okay, so then 
that large They're influx like, of 200 cases, when did they get tested? And see, that's the thing. I've known people who've been tested and they got their test results back in two hours. Yeah, see, so I don't know. It's like, oh, you had the coronavirus. You tested positive back in April when you got Hope tested. Hope you didn't do anything back then. Yeah. So where have you been since then? Yeah. Everywhere. Like, I, I, yeah, that's why I think it's just the testing's very... Yeah, messed up. And especially if there is going to be a large amount of people from the protest, because they're saying now they think that tear gas is helping spread the coronavirus through protesters. Oh, there you go. And the reason is because the tear gas makes you cough. So people in that area, you know, all together running and getting tear gassed and coughing. All over everything. Yeah. So they're saying that they think there's going to be a large amount of cases, like a huge spike after the protests. Because of the coronavirus. So they're like, they're telling people, get tested now within 48 hours of you protesting. And then also go get tested again in 14 days. Yeah, because you're going to get your results in August. <laughs> yeah, It's exactly. pretty much how that, that timeline's going. So, all right, well, t- uh, other than coronavirus, let's take a look at what else we have coming up today. Um, I'm going to get to some sports here in just a couple of minutes, actually. The NFL has some stuff that they've uh, been releasing. Drew Brees, obviously, apologizing yesterday for some, uh, some of the comments that he made. Something coming up later in sports, Jake Fromm, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Um, he had some texts that were released from last year, I believe that really don't make him look good. So we'll get to that in sports coming up. Lisa, what do we have coming up in news? In news, we got some parks that are reopening finally. Universal Orlando. It's going to be the first big theme park in the country that will be reopening. They say it's going to look very different, though, for visitors and employees. They say there will be no valet parking available. Cars will have to be parked in one or two spaces apart from each other. Visitors are going to receive temporary uh, temperature checks um, around, and no one with a temperature above 100.4 is going to be allowed to enter. This is my one question, though. People walking around in Florida heat and humidity, you don't think that they're going to end up with a high temperature at some point during the day? It's definitely possible. And you want to talk about that parking lot situation, man. You want to talk about places that have it down right? Disney World Universal Studios. It is a full system where it's boom, you're in, boom, you're out. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, there, it, you know, uh, it's a pretty lengthy walk for some of them, but man, you almost don't wait in line at all. Like you're constantly moving. It's pretty great. All right, Joanna, what do we have coming up in entertainment news? Gabrielle Union has officially filed a discrimination complaint against America's Got Talent producers and says that the NBC chief threatened her over the whistleblowing. Interesting. I like her. Is she likable? Am I misconstrued I like on that? Her. I like her. Everything that I've seen her in, like reality show wise, like on, where she's been a guest, she's always been really funny. Like her and Dwayne Wade seem like a pretty cool couple. Mm-hmm. And there was a few years there I really didn't like Dwayne Wade, but that's because uh, LeBron James was like rubbing off on him, and it was like, oh, you you, you became douchey. Was that whole thing? <laughs> I liked her. Um, she was on an interior design show. Like they were redecorating her house, and they took her to some fancy store uh, to look at furniture. And she's like, all five thousand dollars for this. Oh heck no! Let's let, uh, come on. Let's go to Marshalls. Like she was like, <laughs> she's like totally. She gets like, mm-hmm. it. Yeah, she's like, no, nope, she gets it. I'm not gonna yeah. be buying this. And she's like, I'm an I'm an actress, but there's tears. She's like, I, I'm not at that Beyonce level right now. She's like, let's go. Let's go to one of the discount stores instead. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on to the NFL, we'll get to this here real quick. Um, 
New Orleans Saints receiver Michael Thomas, he was the one who broke the record this past season for most receptions in a season. He posted a video of various NFL stars. This includes Ezekiel Elliott, Deshaun Watson, Odell Beckham, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's them taking a stand against racism in society and pushing for actual change. I didn't post it. You know how they say, like, just write something, give it 48 hours and see if you really want to do it? Yeah. But this, it, this wasn't because I was angry. It's because do I did I feel it was appropriate? And it was all about Colin Kaepernick because I got a ton of messages and I saw a ton of messages of people who seem to be confused with my stance on Colin Kaepernick because they think I don't like the guy or I didn't believe in what he was doing. Did I come off that way? And beyond, I mean, if I did, then, then that's perfectly fine. I mean, it's not my intent, and I can, I can clarify the stance. But that's apparently what a lot of people believe. I, From what I remember, you were saying he wasn't that great of a player. Yeah, I remember that. You were saying <laughs> he wasn't that great of a player, and that's why he wasn't in the NFL. Okay. Buzz's stance was, was that it was because of this that he was kicked out, essentially, kind of. And and so he said, he's like, I'm, I look at him, and I think... Colin Kaepernick is going to be looked at like a Muhammad Ali in the future. He, you know, sacrificed his job for his, you know, civil beliefs. rights. Yeah, his beliefs. Thank you. Okay. To which so, I think you were like, well, he's not that great a player to begin with. Well, okay. So I, I guess <laughs> I guess it did come out exactly kind of what I was thinking because that it's the one th- thing that people had messaged was that uh, because I guess when I had to leave on Tuesday, you guys talked pretty. I don't want to say at length about Colin Kaepernick, but that story popped up. Like, that was one of the big stories on yes, Tuesday. because then Buzz and Steve went down like a spiral of, well, what is he up to now? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, um, they're just checking all his Instagram, Twitter. They're like, all right, it looks like he's working. Lisa had just told him, yeah, he has a nonprofit. You're like, oh, look, he's got something called, oh, yeah, it says the foundation for, No, yeah. no, Lisa, hold on. They had to mansplain to you exactly what you were telling them. Yeah. Stream team right there. Silly women. Come on. <laughs> um, okay, so that was that was basically my stance. But I I've, haven't quite figured out if I do want to actually post it or not. Because it, it felt really weird when I did write it, especially with everything that's going on, where I was like, do I really need to defend my stance here when there's bigger issues at bay? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, doesn't this come off kind of tone deaf of, oh, well, I need to reiterate my stance on this when... The point is we should be focused on uh, the police brutality and ending the systemic racism and things like that. It just that's how it felt when I was writing it. And that's kind of how it feels now, even t- uh, three days later after writing it. So I don't know if I'm ever actually going to post it, because with you two explaining, that is kind of how I felt. I did think that there was a few things that he did himself that came out very tone deaf. It was wearing the socks with uh, police officers depicted as pigs. He made very pro Fidel Castro comments when he's talking about oppression and he's talking about like he was talking about the oppression here in the United States but he's making comments that are very pro one of the biggest oppressors of the past 100 years. Like that came off as very tone deaf from him. So I did make those comments. And then the other one was, um, it had to do with the fact that yeah, he just he wasn't that good of a quarterback. Um, I I don't believe that he wasn't in the NFL because there was some mass NFL conspiracy against him. I did think that it had to do with the fact that they were outweighing the positives and the negatives, and they looked at okay, so what kind of quarterback is he now compared to what will he be and. What kind of media is this going to attract to our team? And when they when teams weighed that, they just didn't really think that 
um, it was worth that risk. So, I mean, if I need to explain it more, I'll get into it more because somebody even in the Facebook chat says I did come off as very anti-cap. Um, it says, I went out of the way to promote a false narrative that he had basically quit the NFL. Uh, I mean, uh, no. Um, I did say that he... Um, Wasn't a good player. Well, no, I, yeah. I mean, I, I did say that, but there was the other thing, too, was the fact that he had a job. The 49ers were willing to keep him on. He chose to leave. He opted out of his final year of his contract with the 49ers. So I did make that comment as well. Now, if you want to take it as anti-cap, that's fine. I'm not. I'm very pro what he's uh, kneeling for. I believe in kneeling for the flag or, or kneeling during the national anthem um, to, to, to protest what, what, what it is he's protesting. I just think that there's a lot more to that story. And if you're only working in absolutes where it's either he's a great person or he's a horrible person, that's where all of this message gets lost. You need to be able to look at the thing. Uh, on the broader spectrum and look at all of the details of the situation. But if I need to go into that more, I will later. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Are you ready for some random facts? Buzz likes to source his. He likes to make sure that he's uh, talking about things that are factful, truthful. Uh-huh. I didn't do any Hopefully. of that. <laughs> well, I didn't do any of that. I mean, I assume they're like they have links. So it's like, oh, they, they did the research for me. <laughs> I don't need to do that. Random fact number one. Cashews are the only nut that you cannot buy in its shell. Can you think of why? <gasps> Have I ever seen a cashew shell? I don't know why. The shells are toxic. Oh my God. So you can't have them. Wow. Random fact number two. Cashew shell. During the American Revolution, George Washington swore he would never set foot on British soil. So when a statue of him went up in London in 1921, the state of Virginia sent over some dirt and the statue was erected on top of it. Oh, wow. Random fact number three. Origami was started in China, not Japan. Hmm. It made its way to Japan in the 6th century thanks to Buddhist monks. Hmm. Random fact Number four, ceiling fans were invented where? List of country. Where do you think ceiling fans were invented? Where is hot? Bahamas? Lisa's going Bahamas. Joanna? Mm, Brazil. The United States. Oh. (laughs) They were invented in the United States. Now, when do you think they were invented? Give like a decade. Maybe like the... 30s, 40s, 40s. Lots sooner than that. 1860s was oh. when the ceiling fan was oh. invented here in the United States, and they were powered by running water, a turbine, and belts. Kind of like the old Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. Remember how oh, they yeah. before uh-huh. they switched it over to Tarzan? They had all that stuff moving because of the little waterfall that they had outside. That was great. All right, and random fact number five: McDonald's second biggest market is where. I'm turning this random facts into kind of a quiz for you. McDonald's? Yeah, McDonald's. Their second biggest market. And it's country, by the way, not cities. It's country. So obviously the largest is the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I want to say Japan. I know. I was, in a, I was aiming for Japan for some weird reason. Uh, no. No. It is not France. Oh, is French fries. Because French hey, fries. There you go. Nice. I don't think that's it, but there you go. And there is your five random facts.
All right. Somebody in the Facebook chat just said that my wife is about to pass a Bucky's. What do you want? Um, I would yeah. like a pound of the peppered beef. It's not the jerky. Don't <laughs> get the ghost pepper jerky. I ate too much of that last year. Some tummy ache. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure I gave myself an ulcer. I mean, I was in horrible pain, but it was so good. And the guy there totally got me to buy it. Like, I wasn't planning on getting that one, but he was like, hey, try this. And he tears off this piece and he hands it to me. And it was the ghost pepper. And he's like, you like spicy? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I ate it. I was like, this is glorious. So I only got like a half a pound of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally ate a hole in my stomach. Oh, and uh, so, uh, some fudge, maybe some cookies and cream uh, for the wife and kid. Um, some of the uh, the salt caramel fudge as well. Good to go with that. I'll leave that as order. You guys, the ladies want anything? I've, I've no. never you want been. Some so. you want some fudge? I've actually never been, so. I don't know what they get are. some Get some fudge for the ladies, too, yeah. sir. Who's <laughs> in the, uh, some fudge. Yeah, in the Facebook chat, who's taking an, uh, an order at Bucky's. It's still strange to me. It's like almost like there's like a wall there where the Bucky's stops because Lisa looked up the locations yesterday. Yeah. And so you look at a map of Texas and you see all the logos and it's just like, it's a line right there between Austin, uh, San Antonio, that whole area. And it's just nothing west of that. We need to get Bucky's out here. We need to get one in San Angelo. We need to get one in Abilene. And we need to get one in El Paso. And then we need to broadcast live from those Bucky's. <laughs> you think they'd be willing to do that? That the, the corporate uh, the corporate offices would completely change their whole um, uh, kind of model business plan just for us, just yeah. so that we have some place to broadcast, and so I can get good beef jerky and stuff. There you go. <laughs> Down. Make it happen. Well, look at all this airtime you get. Yeah, no kidding. Well, we did the same thing for HEB. Come on, HEB. Yeah. Where are you at? I think that I do believe they have an HEB. I know they have one in at least San Angelo. And Abilene's probably got one too. We don't get the good stuff here. You know why? We don't deserve it. We can't it. have nice things. We can't have nice things. We know what's going on there. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So apparently they have two HEBs in Abilene. Or no, I'm sorry, in San Angelo. Abilene's got one. San Angelo has two. They might be two in Abilene, but they did just somebody did chime in to say that they have an H E B in Abilene. El Paso has zero. Yeah. yeah. I never get the cool stuff. Somebody asked, what store is the H E B? Somebody responded with a much better Walmart. H <laughs> E B is dope, man. That's another one. If we're so every couple of months, obviously before this whole coronavirus thing happened, the wife and I go to Austin because she is getting her fellowship in manual therapy. And that's where the classes take place. So we go for the weekend. HEBs are everywhere. It's a bit of a drive when we're in Austin to get to a Bucky's. I think the closest one was in Bastrop, which is about thirty, about a 35-minute drive east from the airport. And then if you don't mind heading a little bit further south, you can go check out the one that's in New Braunfels. Which, by the way, New Braunfels is a glorious town. Yeah. I fell in love with it over there. Steve Trevino's got a house there. We went and hung out with him for a day on one of our trips over there. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. He showed us around. Like, he played tour guide. It was hilarious. So we met him and Captain Evil. That's his wife. We met them for lunch, and then she had to go take care of their kid. And he was like, let me drive you around town. So we hopped in his truck, and he just takes us all around the area. 
And it was, I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, if there's ever a job available here, we're moving. <laughs> like, this is great over here. <laughs> they have a Bucky's and an HEB. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jim Ward has some stuff going on with Sparta. Lisa, what, uh, what exactly is going on? So we did hear from Jim earlier, I believe last month, he was talking about how his album, his newest album for the band came out. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to go on tour for it. So now they're doing online album release shows. They're happening in June. And a portion of the proceeds are going to go to the El Paso Community Foundation and Black Lives Matter. So there's three different shows. The one for North America, it's going to be happening on June 12th at 8 p.m. our time. And it's going to be uh, their new their new album, Trust the River. Uh, so that the album release shows, you can check them out. There's tickets available. We're going to have something up on the website so you can figure out how to purchase those tickets. Um, but they're excited to get back and be playing songs for the fans. It's a way for them to connect and kind of celebrate and thank everyone for their support of the record while still being able to stay safe at home and social distance and take care of themselves. So... It's the band's first full-length studio album since 2006. Damn. And it's available for purchase right now. So that concert is going to be happening on June 12th at 8 p.m. Tickets are available now. Um, and it's a great way for you to go ahead and support the band, especially when you can't go out and see bands on tour. This is one of the ways that it can help them um, support their lifestyle. And you can check it out online. He also has a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Jim Ward and find out more information over there, too. Interesting. So they're doing the different shows basically for time zones. I mean, because yeah. if you were to do it at, let's say, 7 o'clock on the East Coast in the United States, it's going to be, I mean, I don't know what the time difference is. I do know what it is for, you know, Australia, if we want to talk about that, because Australia is, let me see here, it is six, almost 6.30 mountain time here. It is 10.30 p.m., Wait, am I getting that right? <laughs> I don't know. Is it tomorrow over it's there? It's 10.30 p.m. Friday. So it's oh. still Friday there. Okay. Because they are 14 hours, no, 16 hours ahead. God, it's confusing. This is why Rockstar 101 is so difficult to get going, man. <laughs> I mean, we get, I mean, I, I, we're, we're planning on recording again today. It's the, if you aren't sure what, uh, what Rockstar 101 is, it's the podcast that I do with Shim Moore. He's the former lead singer of Sick Puppies. He's got a lot of solo stuff going on. He's got a lot of really cool stuff in general going on. He's writing a bunch of songs during the lockdown sessions. And that's where I think he's officially really moved over to Twitch. Um, and you can subscribe to the Hollywood Rebellion and he interacts with you and you write a song with him. So he's got all of the other elements and he pieces all that stuff together and then you write the song and you write the lyrics. And so he'll say something or he'll write a line and then he throws it out to the rest of the people and then people kind of chime in with what they think would sound good. And then you just, it's, you just kind of debate it a little bit people debate it in the chat and then you write the line and i think he's got about four songs completed that way at this point but yeah that's what makes rockstar 101 so difficult to do because it is such a weird time difference because when we hit daylight saving time when was that? a couple months ago a few months yeah. ago when we hit that the time changed by two hours because it used to be if it was 6 p.m here it was noon the next day there. Does that make sense? Kind of. 
look, I get confused when they call and they go, okay, what time is that in Eastern? Yeah. Oh my oh. God, I can never figure that out. I have to ask Lisa. And then I look at her like, I don't know either. What time is it in the central time zone right now? Five? No? No. <laughs> 730. 730. Okay. okay. East Coast, what time is it? Oh no. Uh, eight? Eight thirty. Okay. okay, Pacific. It's an hour behind, so it's five thirty. There you go. I know that one. But see, that was the thing that really, uh, like, and it was, and it wasn't over the same weekend either. It was one of those situations where we had been going for months on this one schedule where it was a six-hour time difference. And one of the reasons we didn't have to deal with this last year when we were doing Rockstar One Hundred and One was because he was here in the United States, so it was just Pacific time or wherever he was at. I mean, if he was on the East Coast, that was easy. But now he's been in Australia this entire time. So you're looking at, I always read it as a six-hour time difference. It was uh -huh. If it was 6 p.m. here, it was noon there. Then over the course of a couple of weekends, that got completely flipped on its head because after one weekend, there was a one-hour time difference because we switched our clocks. And then the week after that, they switched their clocks the same direction. So then it became a two-hour time difference. It's very confusing. You know how you see people who have it's gen, it's generally like if you're watching a movie with it, you know stocks, stock market stuff like that, and they have the uh -huh. clocks up on the wall. It's like, hey, here's what it's like in all these different uh, different cities. Yeah. In the back of my brain, I was always like, that's not that hard to keep track of. Oh, it is <laughs> when you actually have to do it. It's very difficult to keep track of. <laughs> blows my mind constantly. Um, and that's also one of the things I'm going to uh, bring up to Shim for one of the future episodes, because Buzz was talking about this earlier this week, about how the United States and pledging allegiance and how other countries kind of find it odd. And yeah, ask Shim what they do in class, like at the beginning of the day. And that, yeah, and so that immediately popped in my head because Australia was one of the countries that Buzz had brought up as they find it weird that we do that, that we're pledging allegiance to the flag. Um, so I'm definitely, I'm going to bring that up to Shim because we even pledge allegiance to the Texas flag. That's right. I see. I didn't grow up in Texas, so I, I, I never experienced that. At least for mm -hmm. myself growing up, it was the pledge allegiance, uh, to the flag of the United States. I mean, we did that when I was growing up. I don't think they do that anymore in Oregon. I think the whole liberal thing was like, eh, let's not do that. Eh. But I do know my kid has done it. I don't know if they do it every day, though. I when I was remember. in school, they still did it every day. And it was both, right? Yeah. So you did one for the for the U.S. flag and then one for the Texas and flag, right? And then it was honor the Texas flag. Oh, my God. I forgot it. Oh, Joanna. I pledge allegiance, oh. allegiance to the Texas one state under God. What? 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 That's not it. What and are you they're, saying? They're no. the end of the Pledge of Allegiance to the United States. That's what I thought when I first heard it, but I'm pretty sure it's... I'm going to look it up. All right. So here's what, I'm going to take a break. All right. <laughs> and you we're figure come this back. out. Yeah. We're going to come yeah. back. We're going to test Joanna's knowledge. Don't look it up yet. Don't look it up. Okay. Think about it. Okay? I'm trusting you, Joanna. Texas. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it for a few minutes. Okay. We're going to come back. We're going to test Joanna's knowledge oh on the Texas <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. And then we're also going to get into tonight's Strawberry Moon that we have. And then it's also National Donut Day. Or, hold on. You know what? Because some of this stuff is uh, is a little bit lighter and some of it's you know a little more heavy-handed. Um, because we have, also have Neil deGrasse Tyson and his six ways to address 
police brutality. Okay. Let's keep it light next segment. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. so let's let's test Joanna. Like, Ugh. Yeah, like you know. Did they ever tell uh, you to say the pledge to Oregon? Is no. that ever a thing? No. What? It'd be like, hey, do y'all even have a pledge to the, your Oregon flag? It's the, it's the Beaver State, and um, <laughs> Marion Barry's our state, Barry, and um, <laughs> um, yeah, Oregon. We used to keep black people out. There was an actual law for that. Did you know that? <laughs> oh my god! It's just reminds me of the meme that was yesterday. It was like bear wanders into city hall building in California. It's like don't put a bear on the state flag and then act surprised when it wants to be there for town meeting. <laughs> yeah, you saw the picture, damn it. <laughs> He's like, you rang? Here I am. What are you looking for? Oh God, what do funny. you want? Oh, it'd be, wait, please tell me there's a picture of out front. You have the flag, and it's like a perfect shot of the flag waving and the bear in the exact same pose the walking bear's up like, the bear's like, I heard in Texas they will say the pledge. So here I am. Pledge to me, people. I am here, a part of this. All right. So we'll get to uh, that coming up again. So we're going to test Joanna's knowledge on the Texas Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> talk about tonight's Strawberry Moon. And then we're also going to talk about uh, National Donut Day. We're going to see if Joanna and Lisa, between the 10 of them, can name America's 10, the ten favorite of us. types. No, between Look, the two of you, can name the 10 different. The <laughs> if you can name America's 10 favorite types of donuts. Okay. He's like you and all of your multiple personalities. There you go. <laughs> between the two of you. I'm telling you. It's been a long Let it happen. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to test Joanna's knowledge of the Texas Pledge. You didn't look it up, did you? Oh, my God, I was going to, and then I got caught up with something else. <laughs> I was going to cheat, you guys. She's like, I forgot to cheat. I forgot to cheat. I was like, did you ever see the uh, the video that came out? I think it was right after quarantine happened, and there was a girl who got like a 67 on a test. And her dad is just ripping into her, like, how how could you possibly get this wrong? And he goes, you're home. You could cheat. And she, <laughs> and she responds with, I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> wah, wah. So I looked it up. So apparently there are 17 states that have flag pledges. Interesting. Here in the United States of America. I've got Texas is here, ready to go, Joanna. So are you ready to... Mm. Let us know <laughs> what the Texas Please do it. pledge is. In this Fire away. rhyming. Hold on. I feel like I need to find a Texas flag to say this to. Do we not oh have one God, here? Oh my God, we don't have one in here. We used to have an American flag. I Somebody mean, took that down too. Someone keeps taking our flags, yo. Socialists. <laughs> okay, I think it's honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas one state <sighs> under God and indivisible. One and indivisible, but yeah. Under, wait. I'm and the interest, okay, so it, yeah, you got it. So it's honor the Texas flag. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the Texas one state under God, one and indivisible. One and indivisible. And do you do you remember like they, when they added the under God part? Because what I have here says that uh, it, it says 2007 was when that was added. That's when I was in high school. So do you remember them adding that? I don't remember them adding that. I just know that we had to say it. And we had to do it every day. I'm seeing people in the chat say they only had to do it like on Mondays. Yeah, there's somebody else who said that. Um, where did it go? In Mexico. 
Um, they also had. I'm not going to try and say. And that. I feel like we started doing it in maybe when I was in middle school. So that would have been around 2002, 2003. So you didn't do it in elementary? In elementary, we huh. didn't. Oh, because I, I know my kid has done it because she had an assignment specifically about the Texas Pledge. The Texas Pledge. Here are some of the other pledges uh, for, uh, for states. Georgia, they have theirs. I pledge allegiance to the Georgia flag and to the principles for which it stands, wisdom, justice, and moderation. Arkansas. I salute the Arkansas flag with its diamond and stars. We pledge our loyalty to thee. I mean, I'll give it the state's credit. At least they're keeping them short, right? Yeah. Virginia. And it kind of feels like they're just copying and pasting from the original. Yeah, with a few lines. It's it's like they copied and pasted, but they didn't want to get busted for plagiarism. So they switched it around a little bit. Virginia's is, I salute the flag of Virginia with reverence and patriotic devotion to the mother of states and statesmen, which it represents, the old dominion where liberty and independence were born. Wow. I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine last night, and I'm on season four, I think, season three, end of season three, beginning of season four, when they end up down in Florida, and the rest of the group is driving from New York down to Florida, and as they go through Virginia... Um, the one girl makes the comment. Interesting fact: Did you know Virginia is not technically a state? It's a commonwealth. Interesting. Guys, I don't think there's a pledge to California. Like I'm really looking this up now. Yeah, like, it doesn't look like there is. I don't uh, see one. New Mexico has one. I salute the flag of the state of New Mexico and the Zia symbol of perfect friendship among united cultures. No, oh, that one's nice. Pledge to flag. California. Uh, I was like, I don't even know how to look this up. South Carolina. Uh-huh. I salute the flag of South Carolina and pledge to the Palmetto State love, loyalty, and faith. Okay, so, so it says here 17 states have flag pledges. Yes, that's what I'm going through. But like, <laughs> I, but, I, just, I, but I just don't understand, because I'm so invested. I'm like, Thanks, how, Buzz. <laughs> I'm so confused, though. Why would... Okay. Maybe like... When they added mine in middle school, maybe they added yours after you graduated high school or something. No, because then it would be on this list. What? Oh, yeah, it would be on the list. Maybe that's oh. what that bear was showing up for. He was trying to push for his yeah. uh, pledge hey, allegiance to the nobody flag. Nobody is pledging to you my owe flag. Me. Yeah, pledge to the bear. <laughs> for we do not care. The Does bear he... showed up. He's like, "Hey, they have some respect in Texas. What the hell's wrong with you, Californians?" Yeah. Uh, Michigan. They have a pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of Michigan and to the state for which it stands. Two beautiful peninsulas united by a bridge of steel where equal opportunity and justice to all is our ideal. Oh, they rhymed it. Look at that. That was cool. (laughs) Well played. It is the birthplace of Motown. Mississippi. (laughs) I salute the flag of Mississippi and the sovereign state for which it stands with pride in her history and achievements and with confidence in her future under the guidance of Almighty God. Buzz's state has a a pledge. Oklahoma. Okay. I salute the flag of the state of Oklahoma. Its symbols of peace unite all people. That's the shortest one of all. Oh, that's an easy one. They should have to say that one. When he gets back, we got to ask him about that. If he had to... So, uh, by the way, people in the Facebook chat, remind us because I probably won't uh, remember, but remind us when Buzz is back. He should be back coming up on Monday to bring up the pledge 
uh, of Oklahoma to him. South Dakota's got one. I pledge loyalty and support to the flag in the state of South Dakota. Land of sunshine, land of infinite variety. Joanna, when you did this, did you have to do that one before the... Was there a specific order? Yeah. It was, US, the, then Texas? it was the U.S. and then Texas. Ooh. And it was every day? Save every the best day. for okay. last or what over there? <laughs> Louisiana. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the state of Louisiana and to the motto for which it stands. A state under God, united in purpose and ideals, confident that justice shall prevail for all of those abiding here. Kentucky, I pledge allegiance to the Kentucky flag and the sovereign state for which it stands. One commonwealth blessed with diversity, natural wealth, beauty, and grace from on high. That's a mouthful. Wow. That's a lot. Kentucky coming in strong. All right, two more. Ohio, I salute the flag of the state of Ohio and pledge to the Buckeye state respect and loyalty. I take it back. That's even shorter than Oklahoma. All right. <laughs> and North Carolina's got one too. They're just pretty short. I salute the flag of North Carolina and pledge to the Old North State, love, loyalty, and faith. So 17 states there for you. With uh, with your pledge flags. Flag pledges. What do you want to call it? All right. I don't know what I did with my... What did I do? <laughs> I don't know what I... Oh, here it is. Never mind. I kind of confused myself there for a second. Because now we have a strawberry moon. All right. There's a full moon tonight, and it's known as a strawberry moon in the United States because Native American tribes used it as a signal to start gathering ripening strawberries. So when you look up, don't expect to see like a pink moon or a red moon or anything like that. Here's some facts about tonight's strawberry moon. It's going to be colorful and big. Tonight's full moon will follow a low, shallow path across the sky, meaning moonlight will travel through more of Earth's atmosphere, and it should give a colorful orange or yellow tint. Since the moon is going to be low, you'll probably experience the moon illusion that's an optical illusion where the moon looks bigger than normal because the brain tends to see things that are close to the horizon as larger than they are. Have either of you experienced that before? What? The moon illusion. When you see something on the horizon, when the moon is on the horizon, it looks larger than it actually is. Because mm. I, I have. And it, it really took me back because I remember... I was on an off-ramp, and as we kind of came around, when we got to the end of this off-ramp, the moon was directly behind, and I looked in the rearview mirror, and it looked gigantic. I mean, it looked fake. It oh. looked like a Photoshopped picture of the moon, and I did a double-take, and I turned around, and I looked, and it did not look normal, but then within 10 minutes, it had risen high enough that that illusion was now gone. And I'm kind of upset. I wish I would have taken a picture of it. But this was, this was 20 <laughs> years ago or something like that. So didn't exactly have a phone in my pocket. 
Another fact about tonight's strawberry moon, there's a lunar eclipse as well, but it won't be visible in the United States. You can watch it online if you would like to. The Virtual Telescope Project's YouTube page will live stream the eclipse starting at noon Eastern today. So what time is that going to be here in the Mountain Time Zone, Joanna? Oh, say that again. <laughs> it's going to be at noon Eastern time. I think that's 10? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> 10 a.m., baby. 11 a.m. Oh, Central Time. What time Pacific? Nine. Nine is right. <laughs> Joanna, you're earning yourself some donuts today. Uh, this is the sixth full moon of 2020, and there will be seven more before the end of the year. The next one is going to be the Buck Moon on July 5th. All right, Bucky's look. There's, there's so a, many things pointing to Bucky's yeah, today. There's yeah. a Buck Moon, B-U-C-K, <laughs> coming up on July 5th. If you don't jump on that, well, I, I can't I can't help you out anymore. Let's this just be completely honest. All right, uh, let's see how fast we can do this. Because today's National Donut Day. I want to see if, between the two of you, you can name the top 10 donuts top here, 10. In, here so in the United States. Like classic which ones? glaze. Classic glaze. Boom. Number one. Ladies yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say then chocolate iced. Um, Chocolate frosted. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Boom. You got a second one. Jelly. Jelly. Boom. Number four on the list. Boston cream. Boston cream. Oh, Boston number two cream. on the list. Is sprinkles a separate category or no? Sprinkles not there. Okay. Strawberry frosted. Ugh. Um, I'll give it yes because it says pink frosted, but I believe pink frosted is strawberry, strawberry. frosted, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, bear claw. Bear claw on the list. The bar. What? What? Maple oh, the bar. Maple oh, the maple bar. bar. Yeah. Uh, that maple is on here. I couldn't think. I was like bars. A bar. <laughs> I couldn't think of what it was called. Um. The French braid one. The French braid one? What is no. it called? Uh, it's like something not, isn't it? I don't know what it's called. Oy. But I never get that one. Um, Something with lemon. Apple fritter? No. On either of those. Oh. One of them sour I don't... Cream? Mm, the no. Sour cream? No. One good. of them I don't think you'll get because it just okay. kind of seems odd. One of them is more obvious. And then... So there's basically you've gotten seven of the ten... Three of them, of the, of the three that are remaining, one is pretty obvious, one is not so obvious, and one I just I don't think you're going to get. Okay, I'm mm. here. The one I don't think you're going to get, blueberry. Oh, Who blueberry is good. Oh, this does not sound good. The kind of middle one that maybe you would get, chocolate cake? Oh, yeah, that's the chocolate one. Okay. <laughs> just like, it's just like all chocolate. Not like chocolate iced, it's just like an actual chocolate. <laughs> What? Chocolate cake. Oh, yes. That's the chocolate one. <laughs> but like all chocolate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. All right, all right. There's one more. See if you guys can name it. Old what fashioned. What have we not said? No. Um, sandwich. I don't know. What is the last one? <laughs> Powdered sugar. Oh, yeah. We forgot about Powdered that. Powdered sugar donut is it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to move to a, a little bit heavier of a topic right now. Neil deGrasse Tyson, he wrote an op-ed while he watched thousands of protesters march past his home in New York. The title is Reflections on the Color of My Skin, and you can read the whole thing. It's up on Facebook. 
But there's a part at the end where he lists six things he thinks we need to do to really address the problem of police brutality. And here's what he came up with. Here's the six things. Number one, extend police academies to include months of cultural awareness and sensitivity training that also includes how not to use lethal force. He notes that Minneapolis Minneapolis police training lasts four months. Other things, like if you want to be a pastry chef, requires eight months of training. Number two on his list, all police officers should be tested for any implicit bias they carry with established thresholds of acceptance and rejection from the police academy. In this section, he also links to a free implicit bias test that you can take online that was done by Harvard. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to take that test. During protests, protect property, but also protect lives. This is number three, by the way. Neil deGrasse Tyson adds <clears throat> that if a cop, if cops attack nonviolent protesters, they are being un-American. And we wouldn't need draconian curfews if police arrested looters instead of protesters. That is something that still kind of baffles me, especially in the age of social media, of people confusing protesters and looters. Those are two completely different things. Yeah. But then again, I had that one person on Facebook unfriend me yesterday. Oh, is that think she fun? Did. Mm-hmm. Let me. Uh, I love when that happens. Let me look it up here one more time. Because uh, so if, if you didn't hear this yesterday, there was somebody on Facebook who shared the, oh my God, MSNBC used a clip of World War Z oh, as actual yeah. footage from the protests, <gasps> and it's fake. I mean, somebody right. like the, the the sheer fact that you can't realize that that's just a doctored photo. Mm-hmm. So all I did was I comment. I, I didn't even type anything. All I did was copy and paste the Snopes article. And the response was, hold on, I gotta, I gotta see if the person's even still friends with me. I highly doubt it. Oh no, full on block. Can't even search the person nice. anymore. That's <gasps> my favorite. I'm cool with that. Uh, but yeah, so um, the response, now this is me trying to remember. Something to the effect of Snopes is run by a liberal couple. Uh-huh. Something and there's something else after that, but I, I'm not going to just speculate on what it was. But that's pretty much what it was. So then I just went to four other websites and sent those links. <laughs> I think that's why she unfriended me. Interesting. But how can you not see that? Or when somebody like tells you, "Hey, maybe you should check out why this could possibly be fake." Yeah. They're yeah, well. blocked. All right, where are we at on uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson here? <laughs> we're at number three. Number four, speaking to cops, he says that if fellow officers are behaving in a way that is clearly unethical or excessively violent, they should step in and stop it. Quote, someone will get that on video offering the rest of us confidence that you can police yourselves. I think video will help with that, but I still think it's a very difficult situation for police officers. It, I think in a lot of these situations, it's more complex than that. Yeah. And this is what bothers me about, quite frankly, any of the situations that you can think of that 2020 is really thrown at us at this point, even when it comes to the coronavirus, is that it's not 
And, and I'm not saying to, this is a pun. It's not a black and white issue, meaning it's not one or the other. It's not binary. Yeah. It's not a computer. It's not seeing this as a zero or as a one. It's an entire program that sees all of these things. And you need to be able to take that into account. And people who deal in absolutes are a part of the problem because they can't see that middle ground. And you need to be willing to see that middle ground to get to the middle ground. Because that's how compromises happen, isn't it? Trying to find that middle ground. But if you're dealing in absolutes, you don't even see it. So if you can't even see it, how are you expected to go there? Number five from Neil deGrasse Tyson, Minneapolis police should, quote, give George Floyd the kind of full dress funeral they give each other for dying in the line of duty. And they should vow that such a death will never happen again. And number six here from Neil deGrasse Tyson. When you see black kids in the street, think of what they can be rather than what you think they are. That's a pretty powerful statement right there. I think we can all pretty much agree with Neil deGrasse Tyson on that. Uh, Joni in the Facebook chat says, people love to talk about fake news, but then share fake memes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 100% true. Mm -hmm. And I'm friends with a ton of them on Facebook. And one of the reasons I normally, see, and this is why I don't normally step in, because this person now unfriended me. How do you think I came up with COVID Cletus? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's these people like I, like I don't have to write anything. There's no creativity on my part. All I do is regurgitate everything that they say. They're like, come on, refriend me. I need some fresh stuff. I know, right? <laughs> like I'm thinking about creating a fake Facebook profile mm-hmm. just so I can be friends with them, so that I can see all the weird stuff. But then again, I do always have the subreddit, the conspiracy subreddit that I could jump on. That helps because <laughs> it's uh, glorious over there. Um, like over there right now, they have. Here's a pretty funny cartoon, but the headline says, they view us as pawns, don't forget that. And then the cartoon shows a king with one of his helpers standing next to him in the castle looking down at people with pitchforks and torches. And the person says to the king, oh, you don't need to fight them. You just need to convince the pitchfork people that the torch people want to take away their pitchforks. Huh. That's a good one. I would agree with that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Lisa, did you say you were not able to find an update on the elderly gentleman that was shoved in Buffalo? Yeah. So in in case you're not familiar with this story, uh, a lot of people were pretty upset about this yesterday for obvious reasons. Um, On Thursday night, city and state police were sweeping through an area of Buffalo, New York, in front of City Hall. And an unidentified 75-year-old man was shoved by two officers in the line. Now, that man lost his balance, fell to the pavement, and audibly hit his head. Oh, God. Where blood it started, began, I was going to say, it started bleeding all over the place. Where blood began running from Oof. inside or under his head, it looks like. Um, so two medics came forward and treated him, put him in an ambulance. He was taken away. Now, the problem is, is that a spokesperson issued a statement saying... Someone was arrested during a skirmish um, and also charged with disorderly conduct. And then this is a problem. During that skirmish involving protesters, one person was injured when he tripped and fell. He didn't trip and fall. Clearly from the video that was taken, you can see he did not trip and fall. He was pushed by an officer. 
Now, WBFO News posted this video on Twitter at 9.13 p.m. after the statement from the police. Following that posting, department officials said a full internal affairs investigation is now underway and that the police commissioner has ordered the immediate suspension of the two officers that were involved without pay. Uh, After that, the Buffalo mayor issued a statement saying he was deeply disturbed by the video. Um, He says that you could see the officers knocked down a 75-year-old man. The man is now in stable but serious condition. Um, But he said he's deeply disturbed. Uh, He wants immediate action. Two officers to be suspended. After days of uh, peaceful protests, uh, the event tonight is disheartening. And uh, Andrew Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, also put out a tweet saying that the incident is wholly unjustified and utterly disgraceful says he's already called the Buffalo mayor and they have agreed that the officers need to be suspended with that formal investigation happening. And he said police officers must enforce not abuse the laws. Yeah, it's it's another tough video to watch. And people wonder why people get upset. People don't believe there's distrust. Uh huh. Because right there at 850, they put out a statement saying, oh, yeah, he tripped and fell. News station thankfully was there. Remember fake news media? Yeah, the news station was there, got the video of it, and they were able to post it up and show, no, that's not what happened. Here's our video of that exact moment. And that's the thing that I find interesting, how you'll see videos pop up and uh, people on social media sharing things saying, um, you know, the the distrust of the police um, isn't necessary. They are here to protect us, which they are. And again, Painting with too broad of a brush is mm-hmm. what has caused almost all of these problems. Right. You have to be able to look at the details and you have to be able to look at each individual event for what it is. You can't necessarily compare and contrast all. But unfortunately, that's kind of how the human brain works. It doesn't make us stupid. It doesn't make you an idiot. But it is how the human brain works. It's also why conspiracy theories generally get so much legs because people want to understand. They want to put the pieces together. They want to connect those dots. And that's their way of doing it. Now, if you want to share a you know a link about MSNBC using a World War Z, I mean, that's completely on you. But I think that's where a lot of this stuff goes haywire is everybody thinks that, oh, well, if you uh, distrust the cops here, then you must hate all cops. Well, no, that's not the case. And I'm what I'm hoping that comes out of this, and that this is seems to be the thing that that never quite happens. And it's unfortunate because there's a lot of changes that do need to happen in this country, and quite frankly, in the world, is that... We never have the actual conversation because everyone continues to deal in absolutes. If you don't like that cop, you must hate all cops. If you're racist, all of whatever you are must be racist. And that's that's a massive issue that I don't think enough people are trying to talk about. I think what's really interesting, I saw one of our news partners put out this statement. Uh, Well, not, not the news partner, but someone who worked at a news station. And she put out, hey, just because you didn't see it on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News doesn't mean that it's not being reported. Just broaden the news stations you're looking at because a lot of the local, like this video came from a local news station Mm -hmm. that was there on the scene and they were able to capture this video. So they were able to say, no, this is actually what happened. Here's what it is. And that's one thing, especially just because of what I have to do every day. All I do all day is look at news and news stories. So if there's a story that says, like, let's say hypothetically in 
Pensacola, Florida. I'm not going to look for that story on USA Today. If I want to get some of the actual details, like the specifics. The local Pensacola station. I'll go to the local Pensacola news station, and they usually have way more details about what's going on. They'll explain, you know, down to the streets that it happened on. So it's one of those where, yeah, if you look at all, all you're looking at are these massive news sites. You're not going to get the details. You're not going to get every side of the story. But if you want that, there's ways you can do that. Well, another thing that frequently happens is people who uh, distrust the news is that they'll compare stories of like, oh, well, well, this station in this city did this and this station in city did this and this station in this city did this. And it's all the exact same script. Well, yeah, because it usually comes from the AP, the Associated Press. Yeah. And so they work. So the way you can go to AP.com. Yeah, exactly. So the way like the way that the news (laughs) generally works is you have the national stories that are done by uh, an Associated Press or a Reuters. And those stories get sent down. And then when you get to your local newscasts, it's the local stories that they're working on. There's not enough time. Like a, a local person here in El Paso or in San Angelo or Abilene, they might, they're might they not going to be able to send people out for some like these national stories. That's why you have these national news companies to, to help with that. And then it's the local stories that those local stations work on. But the way that people connect those dots is, well, they're saying the exact same thing. So they must be trying to rig the system. It's kind of how it works, I guess, but it's it's actually not. But if I'm not going to convince you, you know what? That's perfectly fine. You can't convince everybody, you know? All right. Sliving things up here a little bit. It's been very heavy the last couple of segments. I don't like that. I know we have to do it, but come on. Entertainment News with Joanna Barber. Joanna, what are we rocking with? Well, for anyone who's ever wanted to own an iconic celebrity portrait and donate to a good cause, at the same time, now is your chance through Rad Art for Aid Auction. Rad Art for Aid is an online-only auction featuring 25 memorable celebrity portraits taken by award-winning photographer Mark Seliger. The auction, which begins today and runs through June 12th, is a partnership between Seliger, Christie's Auction House, and the Red Carpet Advocacy. Rad Art, you say? Rad Art the number four and aid. Red art four. Four and eight. Let's see what they got here. The auction includes portraits of Billie Eilish and Jennifer Aniston's iconic nude Rolling Stone photograph, as well as Leonardo DiCaprio, Laura Dorn, Tom Hanks, Lenny Kravitz, Jennifer Lopez, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon, and many more. Is there a website I can go to to find this? Because I'm, like I typed that in and nothing pops up. Like a, yeah. a bunch of other rad art websites come up interesting um that's the one that i read and that's Hmm. the one that it gave me to fake news rad art number four oh i guess it's through christies.com interesting i will send you the link in our group chat there you go. There we go. Online only. Dot. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cool. Uh, 100% of the proceeds from the auction of each portrait will be donated to the celebrity subject's charity of choice. And where possible, the portraits will include a signed note from the sitter as a personal thank you to the winning bidder. Gabrielle Union has filed a discrimination complaint with... The Cali- picture of Barack Obama's and turned around. Why would I want that? <laughs> Seriously. It's the back of his head. Oh, Interesting. 
Gabrielle Union has filed a discrimination complaint with California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing against America's Got Talent producers, as well as NBC. According to Variety, Union accused NBC Entertainment Chairman Paul Telegdy of threatening her for speaking out against racism on set. Gabrielle's attorney, Brian Friedman, filed the complaint in the legal docs. He said... Quote, when Gabrielle Union informed NBC of racially offensive conduct during the taping of America's Got Talent, NBC did not stand with her in outrage at acts of racism. Instead, NBC did not care enough to either promptly investigate Miss Union's complaints or even ask HR to get involved. Freeman continued that in sharp contrast to NBC's recent statement on race, what was truly an outrage was the fact that Paul Telegdy, chairman of NBC Entertainment, actually threatened Miss Union in an attempt to silence her. Telegdy has denied Union's allegations, telling Deadline that the allegation that anyone involved in this process threatened Miss Union is categorically untrue. He says that they did take Union's concerns seriously and engaged an outside investigator who found an overarching culture of diversity on the show. Has anybody else really taken their side, though? It really seems like everything that has come out, Gabrielle Union has a legitimate complaint. It does seem like she has a legitimate complaint. It also seems like, well, what is Simon Cowell hiding? Because I think she's also taking him separately to court as well. I'm here for it. And finally, Kanye West is showing his support by joining protesters from his hometown marching in the wake of George Floyd's death. The rapper was photographed joining demonstrators in Chicago on a Thursday. This isn't the first time West has shown his support for Floyd, though. Recently, the rapper has created a 529 college savings plan to fully cover tuition for Floyd's six-year-old daughter, Gianna. Uh, representative has confirmed to people. In addition, he has donated $2 million to support the families of and the legal funds for Ahmed Arbery and Breonna Taylor. West's representative says that he has also donated to several black-owned businesses in crisis in his hometown of Chicago and nationwide. Somebody wow. in our Facebook chat just pointed out the Jennifer Aniston photo mm-hmm. where they say it's a naked picture of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't see any clothes on her. She could be wearing... Yeah, those flesh-toned and, and uh, underwear. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, and that's and that's one of those things that, I mean, this picture, th- this was like a really famous picture that was printed back in the '90s. Like that's yes. it's nothing new. Um, again, Barack Obama, it's the back of his head. Come on now. Um, that's no, uh, Lenny Kravitz's penis right there. What? Right there. Where? Holy Wait, Moses. hold on. Click gonna, the link. Hold on. Lisa. God, that dude's abs are shredded. Oh, I love Oh, my. Lenny Kravitz. Yep. Where? Hold on. You guys are going too fast for me. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Give Lisa a little theme music here for it. Oh, I kind of like the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> That's cute. Where is it? She can't find the Lenny Kravitz one. <laughs> Where is it? Scroll down. He's Scroll right down. Under, He's right underneath Keith Richards. It's on the right. It's his dreadlocks. Oh, no, the no, it doesn't. Where? How do you not see it, Lisa? Hold on, I had to go. Oh, it was on a different page. It was on a different page. I click on it. Yeah, it's next to Billie Eilish. It looks adorable. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) The piercing is on display. Yeah, the piercing is on display. And nobody's even bid on it yet. What? Starting bid is two grand, Lisa. You have what? seven days, you Lisa. You need How to get a hold have? of So here's the thing. So this is going to wrap up right after the show next Friday. I don't want him to wrap it up. I'm like, wait, what? No, what you need to do is next Friday when Buzz is back, you tell him, hey, 
You bought me a dragon last year. Great. Or two years ago. Wait, who's signing it? Mark or Lenny? Because I'd rather have Lenny sign it. Is that really why you're buying it? I mean, I mean, really? That's not what I would buy it for, but okay. Changing. I mean, you can lie to us if you'd like. And we'll, <laughs> we'll act like we believe you. Changing phone but background. I don't think that that's why. This What's funny, too, is you think that she's doing the whole photo as her background. No, she's zooming in on that. <laughs> zooming it right on it. All right, Joanna, thank you. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. On the Facebook chat, all up in arms that we were playing replays. Put an explanation for you in there if you have any questions as to why we do that. You can go find that up at the uh, the live stream over there, Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. People talking about how long they've been listening to the show. Eric says, this is the best incarceration of the morning show since I started listening. Okay. Back in the 80s, so... Incarceration, I like it. Were we in prison? Oh, No. That's a thing, I guess. Incarceration. Incarceration, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm hoping Cappy's going to join us. I think that was my my pants just buzzed. I think he's getting back to me. Uh, he says, I think it's a big maybe on that one. All depends on the sales call. Those damn sales calls keeping Cappy off the show. <laughs> All right, so I just remembered something, too. By the way, without Buzz here, we could do a Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah, oh, it's not here. One that he has rejected before. Yes, because that's so. I think one of the things that's the best when he's gone. So he's in Oklahoma. He left yesterday. He'll be back coming up. I think he'll be on the show next Friday. Eric just corrected himself. He meant incarnation. Oh. Um, and I had a feeling he's generally a pretty smart guy. I had a feeling and I was, was trying to think there. what word was he trying meaning to instead put? of yeah. that. Uh, and then just put GD autocorrect. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Blame it on autocorrect, Eric. Um, so, Buzz will be back next Friday. And one of the things that we thoroughly enjoy while he is gone is we get to do the stuff that he poo-poos. Because there's a lot of ideas that we either come up with or that we think would be a good topic to discuss. And... If you know anything about Buzz, it is 100% on his mood, whether or not he's going to approve something. Like, if he's in a bad mood, you could have the greatest idea in the world, and he's going to go, oh, no, nah, He don't will not that. approve anything. Or... One of the costumes, remember for Halloween, one of the costumes everybody loved was our wrestling one, and yeah. he hated it. Yeah, still, to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like it. I thought it was great. Dude, the back of the truck, the, the, the flatbed of the truck mm-hmm. was a ring. That looked great. It was great. So, we get to do stuff that he poo-poos. Oh, but it also flips it the other way. If he's in a great mood, he'll approve things where it's like, dude, really? You want to do that? So, one of the things is Mount Rushmore. And, I, again, I hadn't given it any thought. It just it popped into my brain here as we were getting ready to jump back on live as to, oh, we could do this. Because here's the interesting thing about the Mount Rushmore. It was his idea to begin with, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it was. How, whenever we started, he's like, oh, I have this idea. It's going to be about Rushmore, and we're going to pick the top four of, of a specific subject. And it was a great idea. I, and we love doing it. But apparently, I guess he doesn't anymore. I think it's, you know what I think it is? What's that? We've overruled him too many times. Oh, yeah. On whoever wins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. What and, was the last one we did that we overruled him? Oh. I know the Disney villains one he was not happy with. The it, 
Star Wars one, maybe? It might have been. Oh, yeah. I think it was the Star Wars one. That's the last one. Because he got mad because I don't even watch the movies and I got a, like a vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and that's... So anyway, so yeah, so that's just one of those things um, that we can do now. Is that we'll do a Mount Rushmore. So I haven't given any thoughts. So if anybody has any ideas... I forgot we did a Mount Rushmore. Right? So if anybody has any ideas, I know that we had some written down in on the board over there. But I can't really think of anything. People kept wanting to go down the Star Wars route. Obviously, with Buzz gone, that's kind of gone. Anything sports-related is gone. Um, Mount Rushmore of sports figures Joanna and I actually know. Oh! <laughs> Tom Brady! Football. Um, Like, playing now? <laughs> it could be anybody. Uh... That jo- Michael Jordan. Hey! Oh, Michael Jordan. If we did, if we only do football, I think that'd be fine. If you did one, because I could find one in each category. There's the uh, Daryl Strawberry guy. That's football or uh, baseball. There you go. Um, Nick Foles. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> that'd be all great. I Nick, Nick. Nick Foles makes it on the Mount Rushmore just because. Mm-hmm. Because well, yeah. look up the myth of Nick Foles. <laughs> He's got to fold it to get into his cup. I got the thing, apparently. Nick folds. Rosales, I think Rosales has been pushing for this for a while, is wrestlers. They have been pushing. That is a good one. And this would be, actually, this would be a really good one to do while Buzz is gone, because this isn't one I don't, like, he he always goes down the path of, I'm just going to start naming, uh, old school wrestlers who with funny names or people that I remember from back mm-hmm. in the day. And it's just, it's that old beaten joke where it's like, okay, we got it. Like, you don't watch wrestling. Congratulations. That actually, I think that's a good idea. That could be interesting because it could be, uh, there's so many different styles of wrestling and there's so many different uh, people you could go with someone who you think is the best for doing promos. You could say the person you think is the best technical wrestler, the best uh, wrestler out there right now. Yeah, different eras, there's, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different uh, wrestlers. You could. I, I kind of like that idea. The Mount Rushmore of, of that wrestlers. Down as a big as uh, a big positive. So, but if anybody does have any more, because I think we get a lot of calls on that. A lot of people would want to call in and have an opinion on that. If anybody does have any other ideas, like we're not locking this in yet. We're, we'll lock it in before. We end up um, wrapping up the show today. But, and as I'm hoping, Cappy is able to jump on today because Cappy's into wrestling. So that would be kind of a cool thing to. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he, he has reg- wrestling figurines in his office. Uh, Rosales says, of course, Hogan is Washington. Ooh. I mean, is that debatable? It could be. People hmm. could put up instead, uh, you could do Ultimate Warrior. Macho Man Randy Savage. Now, see, now you're going down Eddie the path Guerrero. of the vintage. No, yeah, but what if you, yeah, then you get to the later, like Eddie Guerrero or... Um, Razor Ramon, The Rock. S- uh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Triple Austin. Triple H. Yeah. Mankind. There's Mankind, Mick Foley, and Cactus Jack. All three going up. <laughs> Takes over the entire yeah. Mount Rushmore. It's all three of them up there. <laughs> and then the fourth one is Socko. Mm, I would even make I would make an argument for Chris Jericho to be on there too. Yeah, I could definitely say just because of one his entire career, but also his just the the impact that he's having right now with AEW as well. You have uh, 
Marco says Andre the Giant. Anthony says, I'm sorry, Antonio Banderas says Sting. Jesus says oh, Ric yeah. Flair is Washington. See, that's, I would think that too. Because then you run into the whole, not only wrestling, but who has had an impact just on business in general. Because Ric Flair, I mean, he, after that 30 for 30 came out, once again, just at the top of his game, they had a rap song after him. Yeah. Ric Flair drip. Then also, was it Bad Bunny? Yeah, it was. That came out with a song with Ric Flair in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's someone. And then The Rock, too. That's someone who went from the oh. Attitude Area, from wrestling, all the way into his own movies now. John Cena, as much as nobody likes him. I mean, obviously, the man has made a career for himself, uh, basically, by having nobody like him. Yeah. And uh, But he's also a good guy. I mean, there's a reason that he's done more wishes than anyone else with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. There's uh, a lot of good. There's a lot of good people. Yeah, somebody else corrected me. I forgot, dude, love. So it would be, it would be mankind, Cactus Jack, dude, love, and Mick Foley. There's your, uh, there's your four for the Mount Rushmore. Um, Jake the Snake's getting a mention. John Cena, yeah. Sabu from ECW. Ah, oh, those ECW days were great. I think I still have some of those DVDs. Would you put Vince McMahon up there? I mean, he was a wrestler. He's Mr. McMahon. He was the villain of all villains in still the is. WWE. I mean, still he kind of still is, right? Yeah, no, definitely still is. <laughs> so, I mean, that's this isn't. This and then we're only going through guys. We haven't even looked at the women. Tristratus, China, Lita, China. You know, I want her on there just because the WWE will not put her in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, man. I only know the name China in all of this. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John's like, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Goldberg's getting some mentions. Oh my gosh! With the longest so we've already, induction, so we've already run speech. away with this one. So, but okay. So let's let's not get too stuck on this topic. If you can think of any other top, oh, it's gonna be. Let's be completely. It's gonna be wrestlers, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally gonna <laughs> be I, I'm okay with that. That's like it's gonna cool. be wrestlers. So, yeah. Joanna, your task for this weekend uh-huh. is to watch as many oh, Terry Funk. Man, how about some uh, Beyond the Mat? Your job. Okay. I just squirreled that conversation with myself, by the way. About, you like I was in mid-sentence with Joanna, and then I had a completely different thought, and I'm going back to Joanna. <laughs> what about Rowdy Roddy Piper, too? See, there you go. There's a lot Diamond of- Dallas Page is getting a <gasps> reference. DDP! Trish Stratus. I did, yeah, Trish is a, I think that's a really, really good one. Sable. Oh. That's um, Phoenix. So here you go, so here you go, Rosales. We'll do this one for you on Monday. How do we, so Undertaker hasn't even been mentioned yet. Oh, yeah. Kane. Paul Bear, manager. We could narrow it down to the best ever managers. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking, too, because we could have done managers, but let's just do wrestlers, actual wrestlers, because, yeah, there is, there's so many different parts and elements, because if you did, in wrestling, there's just so many different aspects of it. So if we kept it to, hopefully, to just wrestlers, mm-hmm. that's going to bring it to at least like 200 people we have to narrow oh, that's it down. A, that's, a, that's a ton. It's a ton. Alright, so Joanna, like your it. mission for this weekend is watch as many wrestling documentaries as you can. <laughs> okay. Um, Beyond the Mat. Um, Resurrection of Jake the oh, Snake. Love, 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 love. That one's really hard to watch, Joanna, but it's it's good. The resurrection, it it, yeah. it is very hard to watch, but stick it out till the end, and it's very okay. heartwarming at the end. Okay, because yeah. it, that's why when we met him, I was like, the, "Just let me hug you." Yeah, Come hence here. the resurrection. Uh huh. Dude, the I hugged really him rough. without a shirt on. 
Remember, he slapped me. He's in He did the chop, one of those, and then I hugged him. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's like, I love you. Will you be my father? <laughs> <laughs> I made it weird. Um, of course, the Von Erics are getting some mentions in here as well. Um, there was one that just passed. Oh, uh, Eric brought this up. Uh, Andy Kaufman would be a really interesting one. I wish that... Hence, uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Okay, at this point, we're just oh, listing yeah. wrestlers, right? Well, <laughs> I think that... I, I think it would be good... Uh, I wish that you could watch Dark Side of the Ring because it's been so good. Like, in a terrible way. But it's, it's been so it's, good. I mean, it's available on what? It's a Vice, Vice. thing, isn't What's it? it called? It's available through my friend Brian Sling that I stole his password for. I thought it was on Hulu <laughs> or something, too, because I, I swear it pops up. I think you have to buy it. I don't know. All I know is I... I Thank you, Brian, for giving me his. Uh, what is it? Dark side of the ring. I was Hold like on. beyond the ring. I need my club music while I look this up. Vice TV. Yeah. See, I think I thought it was available on Hulu. I think you can get it with Sling. This is the worst radio ever. I know we're just, where we're like, just looking what? this up. It's really good though, Jenny. I don't you know, should. But, uh, this is great too. Uh, Dark side of the ring. Oh, you, you have to watch it with live TV if you have Hulu. So yeah, see, and that's why I think with Vice or you can have it with Sling. I think we have the on demand. I'm a we. I just, like I pay the bill. I just smack <laughs> myself. Like, it hurt. Yeah, <laughs> my chest. Good lord. All right. So the weekend is, in case you can't tell, it's right around, uh, right around the corner. Somebody's saying junkyard dog needs to mention as well. Okay. Look, at this point, we truly are. We're just listing we're wrestlers. Naming. Oh, and everyone's kind of giving their favorites, but I think there's definitely. Oh, we haven't even mentioned Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. Sorry, I just Shawn Michaels, Heartbreak Kid. So, Sorry. but th there are. We you will be able to narrow it down to. Uh, I mean, uh, truly, we're just listing off. Um, wrestlers at this point, but there will be a definitive Ooh. list that we'll have to whittle down. I'm like looking through I, a few lists here, and we're missing people like Kenny Omega. Ugh. People are saying on here that you can watch uh, Dark Side of the Mat on YouTube. I, I swear it's available somewhere. I so thought you can watch some episodes, but it's not available. Like Dark so, Side it's, of the Ring. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring, but it, it, it's available, but it's not all the episodes. And also, they're off by a little bit, so like the sound and the lips oh, don't match so up. That, so yeah. they don't get pinged for. Yeah, that's how I was watching a few of the episodes, and it finally just frustrated <sighs> me so much. I just, but then I realized I'm not even watching the picture as much as I'm listening to it. So then I was like, mm -hmm. eh, screw it. So I started oh. doing that. Oh, AJ Styles. There you go, Joanna. Yeah. So that's your mission for okay. this weekend. And then yeah. we're going to come up with this definitive list. What did the Mount Rushmore <laughs> of wrestlers coming up on Monday? Eddie better be on there. Somebody just listed uh, The Edge. Yeah. Have you guys seen those ads, man, for him? Whatever kind of fitness thing he's doing? He got shredded. Gosh, there's so many... So many good wrestlers. I don't even... It's going to be hard because I think... A lot of the people are going to be voting for, first of all, Eddie Guerrero, of course. But then you have Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm -hmm. Hogan, the Rock. the Rock, Ric Flair, so Macho there, I, Man. See, right there, we're already over. I was going to say, so I think there's a definitive maybe 10 or 12, I think. Because there's a lot of people that are mentioning, like, yeah, that's a cool kind of memory. Like of Ted that DiBiase. Yeah. Great memory, great wrestler. But, but are you going to put him true, like, in a top four? 
four? I mean, let's be completely honest here. Like, Sergeant Slaughter, stuff like that. Like, yeah, I get it. You know, it, it's cool to reference and maybe go down memory lane of a match that you remember with that person. But let's be honest here when we're talking about the top four of all time. Would we want to include any of the ladies of GLOW? Oh, I know that. See, there you go. <laughs> I, I think that... I mean, absolutely, they should be included in the conversation. But you're not sure that they're mm-hmm. quite up there? Because I think there's a lot of really good, first of all, classic wrestlers. But then, like, I could I could see an argument being made for Jericho to be in there. And it's just because of what he's done with uh, when he was in Japan, what he's done with WWE, but then also what he's been doing with AEW. What he's doing with AEW is great right now. So, I mean, I could definitely see him being a good argument but when you're going up, when you're putting Jericho up against people like Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. Andre uh, the Giant, Macho Man Randy Savage, when you're putting him against Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's when it's kind of like, ugh. But I could see definitely a good argument being made by our boss, Kevin Vargas, on why Chris Jericho should be included in the Mount Rushmore. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good argument. I think this is a subject, uh, contrary to what Buzz thinks, that a lot of our listeners... Well, just look at the Facebook chat. It's lighting up right now with yeah. people with uh, with all, with new ideas. Somebody did say, what if you do Mount Rushmore by wrestling decades since there are so many wrestlers? Okay, oh. let's not put the cart before the her- horse there, pal, because we have one <laughs> Monday to do this while Buzz is gone because yeah. he's going to poo-poo the idea again when he comes back. So I think we're stuck with just the four in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, no, I think so, too. Unless we make this a thing where every time he's gone, we hit a new decade. <laughs> we'll do 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then the 2010s. I mean, where would you put the... You'd put the rock in the 2000s, right? I don't know. I would say let's just do one just because it's great to see people argue about it. Like, like just because everyone's going to be so passionate about their specific... Wrestler. Yeah, it's more. It's almost like what you grew up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what what I grew up on is going to be very different from what Buzz grew up on. Well, yeah, all he grew up on was the Von Erics. Yeah. Or, was it Van Erics? Von Erics. Von Erics. No, I'm going to get a text from Kevin on that one. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't yet. <laughs> I know. I, I really am surprised. Phone. He, I keep looking at it, waiting. Like you know what that means, right? What? He's not listening right now. Right. He's doing something else. <laughs> Like, why do they keep? I hear my name getting called. Yeah, just wait for that text message. All right, so we'll, you know we'll we'll do that coming up on Monday because we're already getting people who are trying to narrow it down to four. We had uh, Eli saying Ric Flair, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, and John Cena. Fernando says Hogan, Cena. Wow, lots of votes for Cena. Yeah, it seemed to come shocker pretty fast there for John Cena. Like I wouldn't put him in the top four. I w- Remember when he used to rap horribly at the very beginning of his career? First of all, that's one of my favorite memories of him. Oh, that was uh, <laughs> I think he is, he's a wrestler everyone loves to hate. But as, Ooh, John Cena? Yeah. But I think that he, he does bring a lot to the actual sport. And I think that he does bring a lot. I mean, there's a reason that that man has been in the WWE for so long is one of the high, I think he is the highest paid 
and he continues to come back. And the one thing is, too, every time, like, you think when you think of someone like a John Cena, you're not going to see him at a house show. So the fact that I have seen him multiple times at different house shows, it, for me, says something about him. Like, wow, he's willing to still do these shows where you can, you know, interact more with the crowd, have a little bit more freedom, be able to try out different things. And so it's, I, I, I do appreciate that out of him. Uh, I think that oh, we haven't even mentioned... Uh, the Hardys. Oh yeah, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, we forgot the Hardy Boys. What about Boys. the Dudleys? I mean, these are these are all because somebody's even here saying that we should do a tag team, not Rushmore. Okay, so oh. look. All right, so look, we we are gonna have down. to narrow this down because it's. I mean, it truly again, this is like six minutes later. They keep repeating this that we're just listing wrestlers at this point. But one factor to take into account: Do we include their outside of WWE careers as well? I, I mean, yes. look at what Hogan did outside. Look at what Andre the Giant did. Look at what The Rock. Yeah. Stone Cold, kind of. Because one of the underlying factors for me is also, do non-wrestling fans know who they are? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing for, like, the diehards to know, yeah, that person's great. Like, back in the day, about 20 years ago, you would have the true diehard fans who only talked about ECW because that was the cool one. That was the super violent one. That was the mm -hmm. underground wrestling. It wasn't WWE. It wasn't WCW. It was the hardcore stuff. And it was always those wrestlers. It was, yep. uh, it was Taz. It was uh, Sabu. It was a Sandman. It was all those guys. So I one of the underlying factors for me yes. here is going to be do a, does a non wrestling fan know who this is? Yeah, and I do agree with that strictly because of the fact whenever we do like the Star Wars things or anything like that, the way that we upset Buzz is by allowing the third tier people. Well, and, but not only yeah, he wanted third tier people, but also because it was people like me. I said, well, I don't know who this person is, but I do know who Yoda is. I think mm -hmm. that was the one that made him mad that we put Yoda on the Mount Rushmore. But and it was what because was our Mount Rushmore there. Mm. Let me look that up. I remember. But I, I remember because there's different ones where we'll say something. I'll say, well, I don't pay attention to this, and I know who this person is. So obviously they're influential in their own category, but outside of it too. So I think you should, because I think that's a good argument for The Rock, because obviously an amazing, oh, great promos. Uh, he's a great, great wrestler, but outside of his career, he's been so successful. <laughs> his blog is great. His what? His blog. What was the uh, the Mount Rushmore because he complains about both of you. <laughs> what does he say? So the so the Mount Rushmore. This was the old one. This was the Mount Rushmore of greatest Star Wars characters. Okay. Um, he says, I'll, I'll just read the blog. He says, happy intergalactic Star Wars Day. We couldn't decide specifically what we want today's Mount Rushmore to be, but we knew we wanted it to be Star Wars. So we left it up to you, our beloved audience. And you responded by picking the most uninteresting option on the list. <laughs> it could have been worst Star Wars characters or best Star Wars characters that were on screen for 10 seconds or less, but no! That's all caps with multiple O's, by the way. <laughs> Instead, we're doing the Mount Rushmore of greatest Star Wars characters. Sheesh. He wrote that. So then he had number one, Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker. He wrote, sorry, spoiler alert, we didn't know... We didn't know it when the first trilogy came out, but Star Wars is actually not the story of Luke Skywalker. It's the story of his father. His rise, his seduction to the dark side, and ultimately his redemption. Also, Vader is a bad badass, so it's a no-brainer. Number two is Obi-Wan Kenobi, where he writes, Ben is actually the yin to Vader's yang. He's the able to Vader's cane. And then Han Solo. 
For that, he wrote, Ha! You thought the last two would be Luke and Leia, didn't you? Well, Han Solo gets our third spot, a.k.a. the Roosevelt. It's because he's the (laughs) coolest character in the first three movies. Trust me. I was in fourth grade when the first movie came out. When we would play Star Wars on the playground, nobody wanted to be Luke Skywalker. If you were a boy, you wanted to be Han Solo. If you were a girl, you had to be Leia. Sorry, ladies. Those were the only options in 1977. (laughs) And then he goes on. So number four. I was overruled on this one. I thought it should be Luke. I mean, this is his hero's journey. He just contradicted himself because he admits in number one, it's not Luke's journey. It's Anakin's. (laughs) But then he says, but I got outvoted by the rest of the show because Lisa and Joanna (laughs) like Baby Yoda. Seriously, that was their entire argument. I love Baby Yoda. Therefore, Yoda should be on the Mount Rushmore. I'm an idiot. He wrote that. Yes, he did. And then he continues on. He says, Yoda is an awesome character, however. I'm hoping his appearance on The Mandalorian plays out like an intergalactic version of Maury. Very cranky sometimes. Yeah, he guy. gets really heated. Yeah. Especially about Star About Wars. really weird things, man. <laughs> right? Really weird things. Like he, as he quote unquote digs his heels in on things mm-hmm. that... You're like, really? That's where you're going to plant your flag, huh? That, yeah, that's the... Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe there's that's a... the hill you want to die. Yeah, there maybe you there's a, I couldn't remember them all. Cliff, maybe, Haystack. Like, maybe, there's, maybe there's a reason uh, nobody else is up there with you because it's not that important. <laughs> but hey, if that's what you want to do, have at Let it, buddy. It it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, things are starting to open up across the country. I believe Lisa covered this in news. Huh? Kind of the rules for group gatherings post coronavirus lockdown. Yeah. We also have phase three of reopening Texas. Oh, that's right. And that's going to be theme parks, right? Yeah, starting on June twelfth, restaurants are going to be operating at seventy five percent capacity. Also, looks like we're going to have outdoor professional sports. Uh, can do uh, and college outdoor sports. I think one of the things that is going to be difficult here over the next couple of weeks while things open up and people get more comfortable going out is we need to realize that this hasn't ended. It's not completely Mm -hmm. over. There is no vaccine and it's not defeated, if you will. So take the take similar precautions and that's kind of what these rules are saying here as uh, the, uh, to follow for group gatherings post-coronavirus lockdown. The first one is start small with people you know. And this is going to sound like common sense to most people, but unfortunately, I think it's not so common for a lot of people out there. It says, while some states have rules about how many people can gather together, one expert insists those numbers are arbitrary. Instead, focus on who you are socializing with keeping your gatherings to small groups of close friends and family. So you want quality, not quantity, is really what you're looking at. Follow basic precautions. Your best bet is to keep following safety guidelines. And this is where I think things are going to go a little bit haywire over the next few weeks, is that your best bet is to keep following the safety guidelines, keep your gatherings outside, or if indoors, open windows for airflow stay six feet apart as much as possible and limit prolonged contact also wear masks practice good hygiene and don't attend if you have a temperature or have respiratory problems again common sense right Mm -hmm. but my gut's telling me that there's a lot of people that 
that aren't. And who it was, it was an Oklahoma player, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State player, that went to a protest and tested positive. I believe it was. It was Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think and it was Governor Cuomo up in New York said, look, if you're going to these protests, you should assume you have it and go get tested. And uh, Ooh, it looks like we now have three Oklahoma State players who all have uh, tested positive. Um, uh, yeah, incoming freshmen on the football team have been told to not report to campus this week. Three current players tested positive. Um, asymptomatic positives. So over the next week or so, we're probably going to start seeing that spike from the protests and people being out there. Yeah, senior linebacker Amen Obangbemiga. I give you. Ogbongbemiga, I guess. Uh, he said he took part in a protest in Tulsa over the weekend. And he said, after attending that protest and being well, wanting to protect myself, um, I went and checked and I did test positive for COVID-19. And he said, if you're going to a protest, please take care of yourself. Um, yeah, they say if they do uh, test positive, they do have quarantine protocol. And so that is what happened. But then it looks like after that, another two players have tested positive. So... It says here, make sure you're setting expectations. We've had a couple of birthday parades for the family mm-hmm. since since lockdown. The last actual birthday party was mine, and that was that week of spring break. Yeah. Um, and then my wife's birthday is coming up. I think, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do. I think we might try to do an online game of Loteria. I think might be it. But under set expectations, it says reach out to those you are inviting to find out how they have been isolating or if they have been in contact with anyone who had the virus. If the gathering is at your home, make sure attendees know exactly what safety precautions are expected of them. And if you're the one attending, be prepared to be able to contact everyone in the event should you get sick. Either of you feel comfortable going to a gathering of more than 10 people right now, or does it really come down to who is there? Who is there, I think. Yeah, because, I mean, I have my group. I have my quarantine bubble. of The quarantine crew. Yeah, I have our quarantine crew. And we are, you know, together. And uh, so if it's a group, if it's, let's say, because it's a a group of girlfriends, because we've been doing, trying to do at least once a week, some sort of activity. So we'll go on a bike ride together, or we'll do yoga on the grass, or we'll, so we get busted by the cops. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> new quarantine. Yeah, new no, quarantine. But, that, but the thing is, if you were doing yoga in the park, that was fine, right? Um, well, no, this was at our house. The, oh, okay. We learned from that. So we, we ordered a yoga teacher to come into the house and do yoga with us. You ordered a, you ordered like pizza? No, we like, we know someone that owns a yoga studio. So we oh. asked him like, Hey, do you mind coming to the house and doing a class for us? And he said, sure. So we went and did that. But if it was them, and then let's say they invited their boyfriends and significant others, you double the amount of people there automatically. But it's already, those people are already together anyways, because they live together and they interact. So I wouldn't be worried about that. But if it was just a random group of people, that's a little bit more worrisome. I'm still, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to go places, but it's not, I'm not going everywhere. I'm not just like floating around, <laughs> fluttering around the city. 
like I normally do. You're not standing in line at Marshall's for 20 minutes? No, 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 no. no. And then the final thing on this list here of the uh, rules to follow for group gatherings post-coronavirus lockdown. And it it says post-coronavirus lockdown. We might be locked down again here in like a month. Because if those numbers shoot back up, guess what? Stay home. I don't know, though, because I think the way that things are going, they're just like, screw it. Like the lockdown didn't work the first time. Well, but in a sense, it did because the numbers started to go down. And a lot of places where they were shooting through the roof, the lockdown did help with that. I think the biggest thing is as long as you're taking the safety precautions, everything should be fine. Because the more that we're learning about the coronavirus, it's it doesn't uh, last as long on surfaces as originally thought. Um, which then again, if you're one of those people who deals in absolutes and you thought this was all a hoax, yeah. they immediately jump all over that. We're like, oh, see, I told you. No, you didn't. You didn't tell us anything. All you did was well, disagree with what the authorities were saying. But not to mention what they said is, is they said it could get this bad. But if we can lock it down now, we can make it go down. Well, mm-hmm. the thing is, is we did that. We locked it down. The numbers started going down and people said, see, it wasn't as bad as they were dramatic. They were saying it. Is. Yeah, because so, we took the action to lock it down. Exactly. And that's but I, I do feel I, I do feel heartened that some of the places I have gone like yesterday, I went to go meet a friend and um, where the where the place that we went when I got there immediately, they you know told me, excuse me, before you come in, you have to have some hand sanitizer. Uh, there's another place that I went that they do temperature checks. They're tapping the, checking the temperature before they'll let you in. Uh, so there's a lot of different uh, just depending on where you go, it'll show you kind of how strict they're going to be. And it was funny because when I went to this uh, to this bar because my friend was working, so I went when she was setting up, and then I left before they opened. But I was laughing because she's like, "I'm not letting them in." She's like, "If they're at anywhere past the threshold, they are not coming in here." She's like, "I do not care. I'm not going to get sick." There you go. All right, the final thing here: take extra care with kids and high risk individuals. Again. All four of these points, very common sense, but there's a lot of people out there that need to be reminded of this. It says here, really think of whether it's safe for high-risk individuals to be in contact with anyone before having them over. For kids, especially uh, since some may be unwilling to wear a mask. Make sure the gathering is outside so they can run around and not have prolonged contact with anyone. Also, do your best to keep kids from sharing toys and only bring ones that can be easily wiped down. All common sense. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. The weekend is near. Anybody got any big plans? There's a lot of stuff on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like and it. That's, uh, that's my plans. Are you paying for HBO Max separate or did it come with a previous HBO subscription you had through Hulu? It came with my previous subscription from gotcha. Hulu. All right. So Joanna's locked in. Lisa? Um... Nothing really. This is quarantine life now. I'm nothing nothing on TV you want to watch? Do some TikToks. No, I'm not going to do a TikTok. That's you. Somebody do a TikTok with me. Did you do the TikTok with the cats earlier this week? No. When you were going to hug them? No, that was yesterday Come for on, Hug a Cat Day. They are mean. Well, that was the, scratched me yesterday. Well, but I thought that that was the point, is that we were, you were going to show, because uh, it was yesterday, right, was yeah. International Hug Your Cat Day, and the point was Joanna was going to go through all of the cats in her house to show which ones she could hug and which ones she couldn't hug. They're mean. All Pixie of them? scratched my face. Even Junius? Junius does not like it, and he'll just be like, 
time. Cranky pants. All right. Well, they have a uh, Forbes has released their annual list of the 100 highest paid celebrities. Was it Forbes that had dubbed Kylie Jenner the self-made billionaire? Yep. And then they took it back. And they took it away. Well, according to this, she's not even close to a billion. Oh, okay. I mean, she's still number one, and she's loaded, so let's not confuse that. But it only has her listed at $590 million, so that's a loss of 410 somehow. And they're claiming it's because she did something different on her taxes? Yeah, like they gave Forbes, like forged forms of their taxes. Whew. That could be a problem for her. But she's in the lead by a gigantic margin. Because number two is Kanye West, and he's got $170 million. So he's $420 million below Kylie Jenner. Number three on the list, Roger Federer, $106.3 million. Again, this is the Forbes list of the 100 highest paid celebrities. A couple of soccer players coming in. You've got uh, Cristiano Ronaldo at 105 million. Right below him is Lionel Messi, uh, 104 million. Tyler Perry, 97 million dollars. This list brought to you by, or this is Tyler Perry's Forbes list of 100 uh, highest paid <laughs> celebrities. Yeah. Uh, then at number seven, another soccer player, Neymar. He comes in at 95.5 million. Howard Stern still proving that at least somebody gets paid good in radio. Number eight on the list, $90 million. Uh, LeBron James, $88.2 million at number nine. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson coming in at $87.5 million. He posted a very uh, poignant video about Donald Trump with one really big underlying question. Where are you? If you haven't seen it, go check that out. It's from uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, there's a total of it. Obviously, it's the 100 highest paid celebrities. Angelina Jolie is coming in at number 99. $35.5 million. That was the last thing she was in. Uh, and then you also have... Um, ah, Mo Salah. That's my boy. He's a soccer player. He plays for Liverpool. He is coming in at number 100 at $35.1 million. Um, anybody else big on the list here? Sofia Vergara, she's at number 71. Oh. All right, here we go. Ah, never mind, you don't know who they are. I was going to do it with the soccer players. Um, let me do it with LeBron James, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Tyler Perry, because all of them make roughly right around the same amount of money, do a bang, Mary kill. LeBron James, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Tyler Perry. Okay. Um, who I would marry The Rock. He does seem like a good cuddler, doesn't he? He does yes. seem nice. And that would be forever. Then who are the other ones? Uh, LeBron James and Tyler Perry. Oh, sorry, Tyler. Yeah. I have to get rid of Tyler Perry. Yeah. And then LeBron. What's up? Yeah. See, LeBron James is a Laker. And I, I, you know. (laughs) Brendan's like, I cannot. I'd have to to hold it against the guy. But then again, if Tyler Perry's out of the picture, you don't have to deal with a Medea movie again. 
<laughs> but come to think of it, I've I never love, really had to deal with one because I don't I think I've ever Medea seen one. I love Medea movies, though. I do love those movies. They're funny. He's a pretty brilliant dude. Tyler Perry is. He is, yeah. But then again, I think for the most part, you would say that anybody here in this top 10 are pretty brilliant. I don't know Kylie Jenner. I I, I don't even know which one she is. Uh, she is the youngest. And as much as we can knock them for just being bubbleheads and stuff, they're doing something, right? Because they're making money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden says, or Aden says, I thought Vin Diesel was among the richest actors. I guess not. I wonder what mm-hmm. his net worth is. Vin Diesel. It's a lot, but it's no The Rock. No, they got major beef with each other too. That's why they had to split that franchise. He's worth two hundred million. Mm, so this this had to have been what they made last year, obviously, because that would have put him at number two. So that's what he's worth, not what he made last year. So I guess that would be why Kylie Jenner um, is only at five hundred and ninety million when they Maybe were talking about only- her being a billionaire. These are entertainers. Maybe that's what she's only making through the show because she does have her cosmetics line. Yeah. Which is what is probably bringing in a lot of her income. Mm hmm. So maybe this is just from her show. Yeah. See, this is where it gets really confusing when it comes to net worth. Is it is it their overall worth? Is it what they made next year? Is it what they have in the bank? I mean, obviously, it's not what they have in the bank, but. Well, and a little bit of it is too, um, like her, they, she just signed a really big deal with Ulta. Uh, to release, to have her cosmetics line in the stores. So I think that's what they were kind of highlighting is that it bumped her up to that massive Mm. uh, number. Another name gets mentioned here in the Facebook chat. Michael says, where's Michael Jordan? He might, he's probably up there. He's probably just not in the top 10 because the whole list is the top 100, but I only went through the top 10 and then just a couple of others um, here and there. Like there, it even says here, there's a lot of ladies on the list. J Lo's up there, Ariana, uh, Ariana Grande, uh, Lady Gaga as well. If you remember, J Lo and Alex Rodriguez, they're tossing in another bid to buy the New York Mets. They had a bid a while ago that they were going in on with another billionaire. I can't remember his name, but he backed out for some reason because I think that original deal was not going to include the television network that the Mets are broadcast on. So he backed out of the deal, but now it looks like that TV network might be included, but it's going to be J-Lo and A-Rod maybe going this, uh, going at this themselves to purchase the New York Mets, which I think would probably be a good thing for the Mets because the Mets ownership has been an absolute train wreck for about the past 20 years or so. All right, on that note, we're going to wrap things up. We do have our Mount Rushmore for Monday, so think about it. You can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, just find Buzz Adams Morning Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Buzz Adams Show or call the neckline 844-805-6325 over the weekend. We're doing the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. And here's how I think we need to do it on Monday. Okay. Hear it. Every hour we need to whittle it down to a specific amount. Otherwise, Ooh, yeah. we're going to get caught in that same trap that we did at the beginning of the show. We're just, oh, we're just listing wrestlers and I don't want to do that. And with so, Buzz not here, we can totally keep to that. Yes. Yeah. So what we need to do is, and I'll come up with the actual numbers, but we need to whittle it down every single hour so that by 9 a.m. when the show wraps up on the network, we have our definitive four 
top wrestlers of all time. So think about that this weekend. If you're going out, please just wear a mask. Keep your distance. Don't go too gung-ho too fast, man. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. That's why we're not allowed to have nice things. If you people go out there all uh, crazy uh-huh. and you're not abiding by the rules, so please do that. But on that note, we'll uh, see you Monday morning, 5 a.m.